This is Quotations, a podcast about words, written and spoken throughout history. If you can fill the unforgiving minute with 60 seconds worth of distance run, we shall fight in the hills. We shall never surrender. No matter where you're from, your dreams are valid. The Pale Blue Dot, the only home we've ever known. Hello and welcome to Quotations. I'm Matthew Monroe. Here's today's quote. Quote, It is always hard to believe that the courageous step is so close to us. That it is closer than we can imagine. That in fact we already know what it is. And that the step is simpler, more radical, than we had thought. Just picking up the pen or the wood chisel. Just picking up the instrument or the phone. Which is why we so often prefer the story to be more elaborate. Our identities to be safely clouded by fear. Why we want the horizon to remain always in the distance and the promise never fully and simply made. The essay longer than it needs to be, and the answer safely in the realm of impossibility. End quote. Those are the words of poet and author David White. And this is the first of a five-part series that we'll be doing on his wonderful work called Consolations. First and foremost, Happy New Year, listeners. It's 2024, and I hope you're glad to be here. I know that I am. And I thought we would start the year with a nice series of quotes from an author for whom I've been meaning to do an episode for a very, very long time. Now, David White was born November 2nd, 1955 in Mirfield, Yorkshire, which is, I had to look it up on a map, several hours north of London and just northeast of Manchester in England. If you're like me, you don't necessarily have the best map of England in your mind, but at least now I know where Mirfield is. And I've had the pleasure of listening to David give interviews and also read his books, and they're fantastic. As I said, I've wanted to do an episode on David White previously, but could never quite put my finger on which amazing quote of his to use. And I'm not exaggerating when I say that this book, Consolations, is chock full of them. You see, he's a fantastic writer and speaker, in fact. And so it turned out to be nearly impossible to choose. So instead, I chose five. I hope five of the best. But even that's probably still not enough. Recently, I heard someone say in conversation that rather than ask someone, a stranger, when you're trying to make conversation, what's your favorite this or that, which puts immense pressure on the responder to try to think of the exact best, it's better to ask, what's one of your favorites for this or that? And there's a subtle difference there, but it's a much more welcoming question, much more welcoming of a response without the pressure, and then, if you're like me, the later regret because you think of something better. If somebody were to ask you today, what's your favorite movie? Well, that's a lot of pressure to figure that out. But if somebody asks, what's one of your favorite movies? Well, that opens up the aperture a little bit. It allows room for you to pick something that's not necessarily the best, but one of the best. So I've been considering that recently, as I've been walking around and going about my life with a little bit of time off from work, considering what my response would be to, what is one of your favorite books? Perhaps that thought is now running through your mind. What is one of my favorite books? Well, doubtlessly, there are many, and many of which I've actually covered on this show. Um, Just to name a few, there's the book All the Light We Cannot See. While I don't think I've done a quote from that book, it's an absolutely fantastic book. The Obstacle is the Way. We have certainly done a quote from that book. Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl, outstanding as well. And this book, Consolations. Every single one of those books, and probably many others, of which I can't think right now, have changed my life in some way, and I reference their words often. This book is particularly excellent because it is relatively small. 
This book is actually a collection of short essays about 52 different individual words in the English language. And David, with his intellect and his ability to communicate, gives us about 300 written words about each of those words. So they're digestible, and I would argue that they're nearly perfect in presentation. And what do I mean by that? That not a word of David's writing is wasted. It is efficient. It's thought-provoking. There's no superfluous language attached to it. It gets directly to the point, and it hammers that point. And it's done in a semi-poetic way. You can see that David is a poet in the way that he writes prose, the way that the words flow together. If you listen to this quote, and I'll read it to you again in a moment here, you'll hear that it doesn't flow the same way as normal conversational explanations of, of words like this might. And that's okay. Not all authors write this way. Not all readers want to read this way. But man, does he pack a punch in a tiny little book. The Obstacle is the Way is another similar book. It's also very small in size. And it's not necessarily that the, the thickness of the book or the number of pages is what matters. It's the content, of course. But it just so happens that two of the books on the list that I just gave you happen to be relatively short books. Very focused, down to the point, very efficient. And I'm sure they were culled from much larger swaths of writing down to what they came in final presentation. So each week for the next five weeks, we'll go over one quote from the book about just a few of those words from this particular book. And if, in case I haven't made it clear yet, I cannot encourage you enough to add this to what might be a relatively long reading list of yours, if it's like mine, and bump it right to the top. It's that good, and you won't be disappointed. And I haven't mentioned the subtitle of this book. I mentioned that the name of the book is Consolations. But it bears mentioning here as it's the, the long title is Consolations, the Solace, Nourishment, and Underlying Meaning of Everyday Words. And if that doesn't scream quotations podcast in all capital letters, I don't know what does. And David certainly delivers in this book. But again, enough of me fanboying over this. It's a great book. Read at the end. And that's our episode for today. No, I'm just kidding. Of course. Let me read the quote for you one more time. And then we'll go through and talk about it. Today's quote is about courage. David says, quote, It is always hard to believe that the courageous step is so close to us, that it is closer than we could imagine, that in fact we already know what it is, and that the step is simpler, more radical than we had thought. Just picking up the pen or the wood chisel, just picking up the instrument or the phone, which is why we so often prefer the story to be more elaborate, our identities to be safely clouded by fear, why we want the horizon to remain always in the distance the promise never fully and simply made, the essay longer than it needs to be, and the answer safely in the realm of impossibility. End quote. And as you doubtlessly know, it's the new year. This is the first episode of the new year, and many of us have resolutions. Now, I hate, on principle, the concept of a new year's resolution. Not so much because of the resolution part. You know that I'm big into self-improvement, and resolutions are almost always about that. But the new year part. We don't need a new year for resolutions to better ourselves, nor should we wait for one to come about. But it's a marker, universal and recognizable, and my own strange aversion aside to the idea, I suppose that they're fine. Not that my opinion should matter that much, but there. I guess I talked myself out of my aversion to New Year's resolutions right here live, so isn't that neat? And to be honest, I have my own this year, though most of the resolving was done months ago. And we've talked before a lot on this show about self-improvement. It is a big part of this show. 
It is what I think is one of the most valuable things about exploring the words of others, is that there are lessons to be learned there that we can apply to our lives. And that's what we always try to do with the words that I bring to you, is apply them to our own lives. And even though we go through these quotes, and even though I go through this week and week over week over week in an attempt to better myself, it can be very difficult to do sometimes. It requires, as David mentioned, a courageous step. It requires courage. And now you can see why I chose to open 2024 with this quote for this episode. David is calling us on the carpet. He's saying something akin to the old saying of, you always know the right thing to do, it's doing it that's hard. And of course, some may disagree and say that the exact inverse is true, that often doing the thing is easy, it's identifying what the right thing is. I don't know if I buy into that, but I think it's fairly true in my life at least that I do most often know what the right thing to do is. It's actually choosing to and executing it that is hard. And what David is saying here is that we already know what the thing is. We just need to do it. And you probably know what resolution you should have. Right? Note I didn't say New Year's, so you're covered, even though it's a couple days into the New Year, technically. But you probably know what that resolution or resolutions should be. But you may be saying to yourself, but my situation isn't so simple, Matt. And maybe it's not, perhaps. But perhaps you're fooling yourself, as David alludes to in the final portion of the quote. And I'd argue the most powerful and potentially most damning portion in my mind is that potentially, perhaps, you want it to be harder than it is. You want it to be more elusive, more difficult to determine, and more difficult to set a course than it truly is. And as I always say, I'm not just speaking to you, listener, I'm speaking to myself as well. I also sometimes want it to be harder than it is, more elusive, more difficult. Why? So that we don't have to feel guilt over not doing it. Because if it's hard, if it's off in the distance, if the horizon is always way off, and we're never close and never approaching it, we never have to feel bad. We say, if I only had the time, if I only had the energy, ah, when life eases up on me a bit. Maybe it's a friend or a family member with whom you need to make amends. Maybe it's a project that you've been putting off starting, or a weakness of yours that you know that has been pointed out to you, or that you've identified yourself that you haven't addressed. Maybe you're angry more than you should be. Maybe you're overweight, or maybe you think you're overweight. Maybe you feel lazy or slothful, or you just want to be better. The bottom line is, as David says, the courageous step is there. If any of those things that I just listed touched a nerve with you, that's the point. The point of this is that here we are on the cusp of a new year, just over the, the proverbial edge. And we have an opportunity here. Again, not because it's the new year, but because we've crossed a marker, we've crossed a milestone. To look at ourselves and say, where am I now? I know where I left last year. I know that maybe where I left last year is not where or who I want to be. And so we have an opportunity here to take a courageous step. And we can take it now because we know what that step is, even if it's a small step. It's the, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. We don't have to eat the whole elephant in one swallow. We can take our time and make a small incremental improvement. And I bet if any of those things touched home for you, or as you're listening to this, you're identifying things that you could work on. You can also 
with the same amount of energy identify the first step towards that. So as we start the new year, will you do that? Will you allow yourself to be challenged by this quote and in doing so, provide for yourself the opportunity to be great, the opportunity to improve? Because if you do, who knows what awaits you on the other side? What improvements or betterments might await if you just take the step? If you're just courageous, who knows how you might change between now and the next new year and the year after that? But it all starts with the one small step towards solving something that you already know is an issue today. So be courageous and happy new year. Until next time, I'm Matthew Monroe. This is Quotations, and thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode and would like to hear more, please subscribe in your favorite podcast app or visit me at quotationspod.com to download and listen. Please also take a moment to recommend the podcast to a friend. That's a huge help. You can tweet at me at quotationspod. Send me an email to quotationspod at gmail.com. Find me on Instagram at quotationspod or join the conversation on Facebook at quotationspod. I look forward to hearing from you, welcome your feedback, and thanks as always for listening.